Hello, Internet. It's Tori. You're listening to the Cosmere Deep Dive Podcast. For updates on when episodes go live, follow us on Twitter and Facebook. To join the discussion, visit our Patreon page at patreon.com slash CosmereCast, where you'll find an invitation to our Discord server. Thank you for listening, and please enjoy the show. Hello, and welcome to the Cosmere Deep Dive Podcast. I'm your host, Mike. Joining me this week are Craig. Hello. And Tori. Hello, Internet. And we start every week with good thing. Craig, what's your good thing this week? Um, I think I did this before, but my friend is quite addicted to escape rooms. Uh, so we did one this past weekend. It was pretty good. Uh, just in general, they're, they're neat. It's, it's funny how it like sort of popped up and like they're everywhere. And, it's just sort of weird, but they are pretty enjoyable. I mean, they they can be hit or miss, but uh, just just the experience, and especially like for something that you're dedicating a an hour for, where there's like props and there could be live actors in there. Uh, surprisingly, not that expensive, I would say. So, uh, pretty good. I, I don't know, like an hour well spent with friends, have fun with. So that's pretty good. You know, it's funny you should mention that. Um, so that hasn't been one of your good things before, I don't think. I know it was one of mine, and I think you agreed with me at the time. Oh, um, okay. But uh, I, know we talked about I actually just did an escape room yesterday also. Uh, hey. So it's, it's become pretty popular for uh, libraries to put them on as an event. And so one of my coworkers at my library is working on one uh, for the teenagers this month. Uh, because she's the the teen librarian and uh since she knows that my f- husband's family and I like to do them we got to test it for her so that oh, was nice. what I did yesterday okay that sounds fantastic yeah you guys should definitely check with your local libraries to see if that's something they're doing because it's popular right now i'm going to suggest that to my friend because he has kids and that would be really good So, my good thing this week is, let me pull it up. I actually have two short things. One is, I thought, oh, Bill and Ted 3. They've they've started filming Bill and Ted 3. I'm very excited about this. That's exciting. I'm excited, too. Like, there's not much to talk about because they've just started filming, but Bill and Ted 3. Yay! Uh, and then my for real good thing that I can actually talk about is uh, at the latest GDQ, that is Summer Games Done Quick 2019, uh, which happened last week, I believe. Um, yep. There was a blindfolded run of Punch-Out for the Wii by a runner named Zallard1 that is just an absolute delight to watch. Uh, I have posted the link in our Good Things channel for those of you who are in the Discord. Um, for those of you who are not, why not? Join the, dis- join the Discord. It's good. You should join the Discord. Be in our Discord. Unfortunately, I, I missed that one uh, when it was there, but I think he might have been the one who ran, like, the Super Nintendo. He also did a blindfolded, I believe. Uh, okay, so the Punch-Out! series has a long tradition of being run blindfolded. Uh, this, to the best of my knowledge, began with uh, either Punch-Out! featuring Mr. Dream for the NES or Mike Tyson's Punch-Out! I mean, they're functionally the same game, but uh, they are both playable blindfolded um, because the the boxers you face have scripts that they follow that can be memorized. Um, it's somewhat randomized, like what they'll do, but once you, like, have that first thing they do, they're they're following a script from like for the next couple of punches and you it, it can be predicted. Um there's also, you know, a good amount of audio cues in the game. Um as as the series has progressed, uh this has gotten a little bit harder. Uh as as an example, in this run, um there are a couple of boxers who do give very, very, very extremely quiet audio cues that uh, one of the guys on the couch 
said that like they had tested it out be- beforehand during practice, and he was like, "Here, wear these noise canceling headphones. You're listening for this sound. See if you can pick it out." And even being able to also see the screen and tell what was going on, like he could not hear the noise. But our our runner Zallard uh, was able to. Uh, do extremely well in this run. It was it was extremely impressive. Nice. And yeah, punch out. So, Tori, what's your good thing? Is Spider-Man Far From Home because I am exceedingly basic. I'm I liked it. It was it was cute. I mean, Tom Holland is adorable as this little teenage Spider-Man just trying to do his best and I got to um, watch that one. Yeah, it was it was good. I liked it. Um and then my other good thing, because time of recording, 4th of July weekend, uh, I had a huge 4th of July party at my house, and I had all my friends and family, and there was uh, food and fireworks, and it, it was just a whole lot of fun, and uh, I have the best friends and family, and uh, I want to thank all of them for coming to my party, except that none of them listen to my podcast, because I'm the nerdiest person I know. I was expecting that to go differently. I want to thank them all for coming to my party, except Beth. Yeah, I heard the except. I'm like, uh uh-oh. Someone. The call-out. No, actually. Everyone who came was delightful. It was a fun party. I love having these parties at my house because they make me feel like such an adult. Like, look at this thing that I pulled off. It's amazing. And and then the rest of my life is not that way. (laughs) That's still weird to think about, because I can't think of myself like an adult. Like, this is not what I pictured myself to be like in my 30s at all. Oh, same. So much. Yes. I'm like, this was my dad, my dad's age when I was young, when I was really young. But still, it's like, that's weird. Weird. Anyway, let's keep going. Growing old is weird. So, yeah. Uh, I haven't gotten a C far from home yet. I'm probably not going to be able to catch it in the theater just because we have baby snakes who need fed every week and Tuesday is $5 movie day, but it's also the day when our reptile store uh, gets fresh feeders in. So there's a priority there and it's not going to see a movie. Anywho, um, some chapters. I believe uh, 45 through 49 of Hero of Ages were read this week by Dave. And uh, yes, they were read by Dave, and I have his notes. You get to decipher his notes again. Right. Okay, chapter 45. Oh, sorry. Part 3, The Broken Skies. Chapter 45. Vin has been Ruin's sister this whole time! <laughs> that That's the only bullet point for chapter 45. Okay. Uh, so so you'll recall that Ven is locked in the storage cavern uh with she sees Reen in there. And um she quickly susses out that that's not really Reen. Uh just from body language and cues and things. She knows that it's a clever fake and she questions this clever fake um who who keeps insisting that no he's really Rain, um, but then it turns out to be something else. That's it for chapter forty five. Nice. Yeah. Sounds good. Yeah. Chapter forty six. Breeze bust into the storage supplies. Spooky talk. <laughs> Breeze wags a fork at Sazed. Sazed is tempted to return to good copper mines. Spook creeps on Beldra. <coughs> Kelsier wants Spook to kill Quellian right now. Beldra screams and Spook leaves. Then uh, there's a section break. Do we want to discuss the first part of the chapter? Uh, I don't yeah. have anything useful to add. Okay, moving on. More bullet points. Sazed fears that the world doesn't need scholars. Breeze disagrees. An earthquake happens, and Spook returns. Spook wants to set himself up as the next citizen. 
Sazed will search his copper mines for engineering stuff to return the water to the canals. That's it for chapter 46. Chapter 47. Wait, you don't want to summarize? I mean, I guess I could. Um, Well, we should for the listeners. Right. This is off the top of my head, mind you, because, again, I forgot to take notes for this. Um, Uh, Well, I can read the summary on copper mine actually i, I yes. did read the Let's... chapters this past week so i kind of remember what happens i actually enjoyed last time the uh the back and forth of tori reads dave's um okay. note, notes and yeah. i try to interpret said notes yes that was All right. that was entertaining to me on a number of levels <laughs> okay go forth craig okay once again my source is the copper mine wiki which is amazing for this podcast and for Cosmere stuff in general. It's a lot of good information there. And I do recommend for alpha readers, though, be very careful going to Coppermine because you might decide to, you know, look up a character. So let's say, um, Hraithen in Elantris, since I'm hoping you guys have know who that is. You might just look him up like, Hey, let me read about him. And then you find about his redeeming arc at the very end and that would suck so be careful go into copper mine you might think there's a side character or something that's not important and then holy crap he's important holy crap stuff happened so be careful but if you are good with spoilers uh that's how you find all the links and stuff like that which is really good chapter 46 um so here we have Sazed, spook and crew uh, Breeze and Alrian going back to the storage cavern. Well, I, I think that's where they're stuck, right? Are they stuck there yet? I don't. I don't remember. No, they're, they're not stuck there. They uh, they're using the old. Um, they're using it steel, as a base. Yeah, they're using the Steel Ministry building as their base, uh, yeah. and the citizen and his people don't know that the storage cavern is under there, and so our heroes are quite well supplied in the event of a siege. So, uh, just as a reminder, Sazed has put away his copper mine. He's like, he got all the religions out because he's having a theological crisis. And he's been reviewing the religions one by one. But he also hasn't been using his copper mine for a number of different reasons. Um, But his specialty was religions. And that's definitely what he's going to avoid looking up after this. uh, Well, after the whole book begins, essentially. So, uh... So yeah, so so they he has his religion viewing thing. Uh, Spook decides the him creeping on Beldra. How do I say her name? Like Beldra? you just did, Beldra. Beldra. Yeah, you Beldra. you finally nailed one. Congratulations, Craig. Mark this down on your calendars, folks. So Beldra, he's like he's like stalking her. It's it's sort of weird. And like he he's you know interested in her, and you know he's what like late teenager. He's got them hormones. But he's also a creeper, and that's not cool. Um, but then he does actually approach her and tries to get her to come with him. Because that would be really good for him. And she screams because, nope. Essentially, that was her answer. Nope. Uh, so, yeah, so Sazed picks up his his metal mines because he was asked by Spook to do some engineering stuff to try to make the waters return to the canals. Because that's, that's the location that they're in had has these canals which were sort of just they dried up and they were just used by the people as like a place to live and marketplaces and stuff like that and so he wants a grand resurgence of the waters and for him spook to be the one who brings them back essentially so he can get the people to follow him rather than quillian uh, that's the plan uh so Sazed has to get the waters back because the waters were diverted into this cavern uh, so he has to review the knowledge because he doesn't know it offhand. And it's like, does he does he use the copper mines? I mean, he wasn't supposed to, but it's OK. We'll just look at engineering stuff. It's all right. And then there was an earthquake at this time. Uh, I don't know why it doesn't really. It just says an earthquake hits causing little damage and spook returns. Oh, OK, that's that's not useful it, to me at all. It's kind of a. Um an indication of how the world is coming to an end. Yeah, of course. Well, you know, stuff's happening in the world, so yeah. Um, yeah, the the ash mounts are pumping out way too much ash, and there's earthquakes now, like 
way more often than there used to be. Yep. So, uh, part of the plan, of course, aside from bringing the waters back and getting Says had to do that, is they want to spread rumors about what Quellian's actually doing with the Allomancers, that he's been gathering them, uh, just basically trying to undermine his his role, which would be good. Uh, so yeah, so that's that's what they're up to. That's the plan. They're essentially setting something up like we, we've seen in the first book, uh, but it's like a mini plan, and Spook is actually putting it together, so that's pretty cool. That's, all right, Tori, you're, you're back. Okay, chapter 47, and this first one is in italics. Ruin is looking for his body. What? Will Vin be okay? Fights break out against the mist fallen. Some dude punches Demo. Mm. Ellen orders some dude to be executed. Demo and mist fallen return to keep order in Luthadel. That's it for forty-seven. Okay. Uh so so we do get the the little blurb at the beginning, the epigraph uh, at the beginning does talk about how. Ruin, like Ruin's prison and essentially how he was released um, and that essentially he's looking for his body like that's we've had hints before that he's looking for something and it's like what's the something he's looking for his body uh, that's all we're told uh, but Ellen this is this is Ellen's perspective uh, they of course are worried about the siege and what's going on and there's tension in the ranks with the Mistfallen. Those are the ones who got sick very long for a very long period of time with that mist sickness versus those that got like over it right away. Um, they're fighting and things get heated and Demo's sort of there trying to cool people down. And then, of course, someone punches him, which is not cool because he's the general and he just got punched by some sort subordinate. So. That sucks for that guy because he's going to get executed because we can't just let people get away with this. But as a measure, Ellen sends the Mo and the other Misfallen back to Luthel. The sort of like, because Penrod did ask for assistance. So it's like, here, have these soldiers, and they just happen to all be the Misfallen. So that way, at least they're not an army. And he'll basically deal with it later after this whole world ending catastrophe is over with. You know, we'll solve it later. I mentioned it last week. I want to mention it again. Mistfallen is such an awesome metal name. I love it so much. It's really neat. All right, Tori, you are back up. Okay, chapter 48. In italics, those last days, quote, quote, question mark. Who came up with this idea that Ruin can't read thoughts? Oh, it was Lord Ruler. That's it for 48. That's the whole thing. Okay. So we got another epigraph here um, where it talks about what Rune was doing after he was freed from the Well of Ascension. Um, and it does mention the, the ash mounts here emitting more ash and the earth is, is breaking apart. And of course, we had quakes and things like that for that. Um, and, and this is where they mentions this last days because the quote is, as a matter of fact, I believe that much of Rune's energy during those last days was dedicated to these tasks, being the earthquakes and the ash map. Um, so he's probably like, I know Dave is still wondering when these epigraphs were written, so uh, that would probably be why he was questioning that. Well, no. Um, Dave's current and ongoing theory regarding the epigraphs that has not been confirmed or denied is that this is Vin's thought process while she was in the Well of Ascension and had access to the power. Yeah. Uh, so this is a Vin perspective chapter. Um, she uh, is just thinking about Ruin, of course, uh, since he's finally revealed himself to her, that that he's not Reen, he's Ruin, um, and what he's been up to. And she does find the plate, because there, there's in the storage caverns, there was a plate written by the Lord Ruler in all of them, and she does find it, and she's able to sort of, like, read it by touching and tracing the letters, because she has nothing better to do. She's trapped in this cavern, and there's food, thankfully, so she's not dying. Might as well read this plate in the dark by feeling out the letters, so she does so. Um, and Lord Ruler is the one who mentioned that Ruin can't 
hear thoughts, he can only speak thought to other people. So there's that. It's a, it's a short chapter. And then the it ends with the cave, the storage cavern door opening. So we get to see what's going to happen later. All right, Tori, you're back up. Chapter 49, Italics. I already figured out the earring thing. Yes, very good, Dave. You're so proud of yourself. Yes, you're very smart. Shut up. <laughs> Moving on. Sazed is a nerd. Give up what you want most for what you think you should want more. You'll just end up miserable. End quote. Spook's plan could collapse into dot 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 ruin. Aww. Nobles are misdemune. Spook recommends collapsing the storage tunnel. Lol. Beldra rings the doorbell. Spook looks a little bit like an inquisitor, thinky face. Beldra gets kidnapped. And that is it for chapter 49. Okay, so in the epigraph for this chapter, it's talking about why, how Rune was released and why he basically needed Vin and company to do that rather than just sending an Inquisitor uh, in the beginning. Marsh was acting weird in the last book, if, if you recall, we talked about that. But he couldn't do that uh, because of the power in the well. Uh, essentially, you need to not have, this is what the epigraph mentions, you can't have hemorrhagic spikes. So to remove those would kill an Inquisitor, so he needed to manipulate someone else would, of course, been Vin and company. Um, so in this chapter, this is Sazed and Spook. They, of course, are talking about their plan again. Um, and Spook basically being a leader and actually, like, running running this crew. Um, I think they, they just talk about Quillian. It's not really too important. I'm trying to see if there's anything skimming, skimming it. Uh, Beldra does pop up, though. To, to the group to basically negotiate with them. And so they're like, hey, we're just going to capture you because you're here and we can't just let you go back. So she gets quote unquote kidnapped. Well, well they, held, hostage, held hostage. Yeah, they capture her and they're like, hey, let's tell everyone that you disaffected to our side. And she's like, but I didn't. And they're like, can you prove that? Oh, you can't. <laughs> yep. That sounds about right. So, basically, a slightly less willing version of the exact same thing that happened with uh, uh, Breeze's, what's-her-face, Alrien. Yes, Alrien. Basically. Uh, that's all I have. All right. I feel like these chapters are getting shorter and shorter uh, as we get closer to the end of the book, which is the effect. Uh, and they that's are... why we're doing more chapters per episode than we have in the past. Yep. Yes, thanks to the diagram, uh, which is capitalized for those who are interested, both the and diagram, properly capitalized. We are doing approximately 50 pages per episode, with the end goal of the last 50 pages being the last episode, because I there's there's stuff, and I need to see Dave's reaction, and he's going to scream that, and it's going to be great. Yeah, I'm looking forward to, to watching that. And maybe we can get Tori on Twitch for that. Just that. Try. I mean, it's you, you'll be watching Dave read a book out loud and, re, and reacting. We could have our own reaction on our channel with spoilers to his reading. We'll, we'll work out the details later. It's a shame that people listening to this uh, won't really get to experience that. Well, although they could watch his VOD. If you go to Dave, his Twitch channel, which is Cross Product, uh, we might have mentioned it before, but you can probably review his VODs and hopefully he will highlight that episode. I will, I will make sure that he highlights it so it stays saved. I should yeah. have made sure that Craig started highlighting these when we started doing them so that they stayed saved, but... I didn't, and it is long since past the time when that would be useful. Yeah. I mean, I've thought about it, but I'm like, we have our recordings, which is the important part. All right. So, 
I think the next thing we need to go into, unless you guys have anything, is castless. Nope, I think that's what's next. All right. The way this has worked in the past is um, I basically run through my cast list and we, we, like, I go through it character by character. If you guys have that, you tell me who you have. And if at once I'm done, any of you have anything that I, or any characters that I haven't covered, then we go into that and so on and so forth. So everybody good? Sure. We're good. All right. Um, I do have one that is still going to be spoilery, so we'll save that until after spoiler time starts. Um, but for now, I'm going to start with Ruin. Uh, Our spe- boy. Specifically, I have a voice cast for him uh, that is Kevin Michael Richardson. And what um, would we recognize him from? He's been in oh so many things. Kevin Michael Richardson. Apparently he did the Joker before, uh, what's-the-face? That I can't remember his name right now. Dang it! Uh, he has done a lot of, uh, voice work. Like, he is primarily a voice actor, although he has done some live-action work. He was in a single episode of How I Met Your Mother that I watched recently and enjoyed quite a bit. Uh, if you've played the Baldur's Gates... Uh, he was... Who did he play in Baldur's Gate? Minsk and No, not Minsk. Uh, the, the villain from the first game. Oh. I don't know. His IMDB DB page is so freaking long that it's... I'm Saravok? That's the guy. Apparently he was also the narrator in Baldur's Gate. Oh, yeah. Uh, he just... He does a lot, a lot, a lot of voice acting. If there's a deep-voiced character on something animated, it, there's a pretty good chance it was him at least once. Okay. I mean, uh, just, I got a couple of names for Ruin. I, I guarantee you, if you check out this guy's IMDb, you will find something you've seen, and you'll be like, oh, it's him. Okay. Um, so I decided to do... I'm not even going to try to pronounce his name. But the guy who plays Jamie Lannister... Nikolai Koster-Waldau. Thank you. There you go. Bless you. That's what Tori said. Uh, and I also, of course, did Jeremy Irons. And I think one of the, one of them, too, could be a good ruin, I think. I could definitely see either one of those. Uh, I went with James Callis, who played Gaius on Battlestar Galactica, but also more recently is the voice of Alucard in Castlevania, which I've been rewatching lately, and I thought he sounded like a good pick. That's also very good. Callis? Yeah, James Callis. C-A-L-L-I-S. He was also in, like, one season of Eureka after things got even weirder than they normally are. Okay. Uh, So Dave has a pick for Ruin, and that is Ryan Reynolds' voice. (laughs) Uh, I can sort of see it. Uh, I don't like that one. I I don't like that one at all. It's a little too... Ruin doesn't really take things that seriously, because he's one. Like, he doesn't have... You know, whatever. Things are good. Well, if he's not taking things seriously, then a Deadpool-era Ryan Reynolds is like... Well, so the problem is Ryan Reynolds might be too goofy. Yeah, there's there's like a lack of overall menace in in Ryan Reynolds' voice work. Yeah. Like, if if he's the voice of Ruin, then I don't feel like an apocalypse is ever actually going to happen. I wonder if... Hmm. I was going to say, like, Benedict Cumberbatch could probably do... Ruin we've or... we've already cast him as like know, four different things in this trilogy. Tough. He's gonna have a lot of roles. Like he's versatile, so that just happens. Yeah, and he could do all of them actually. All right, are we ready for the next casting? Sure. Yes. Okay. Uh, I have. Wait, 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 wait. Did did anyone cast Reen? I did I, not. I didn't. No. I did. Figuring he would be different at this point from Ruin. Um, Dave also did not. 
I I put Taron Egerton. But he's already playing Spook. Yeah, that's true. I don't think I cast him. Did I cast him as Spook? Uh, maybe I No, did. I did. Well, okay, this is my movie. Get out. You anyway, signed me on as an executive producer, <laughs> so you're going to listen to what I have to say. <laughs> you can't cast the same guy twice. No. We're going to run out of actors. Actually, we can't run out of actors. There's so many. All right. Okay, let's go. So I have uh, Quellian. Yeah. And for Quellian, I have Shamik Moore, who you may know as the voice of, um, I'm blanking on this, Spider-Man, Into the Spider-Verse, the new guy. Miles Morales. Yeah, Miles. Um, He has actually done, I believe, more live-action work than voice work, but let me double-check. Well, he's done TV, and he's done some film. So it looks like he just the one voice. So he's also done... uh, He was in the live-action film Dope. That was really good. Uh, He was in The Get Down. And that's all I know him from. But I've enjoyed his work thus far. I think he could do this really well. So for my Quellian pick, I went a little older... I chose Cillian Murphy because he's intense and serious, and I know he can play crazy. So, how do you spell his name? It's a D I L L I A N, and it's actually pronounced Killian. Killian. Okay, whatever. Okay. Oh, the guy did Sandman. Yep. Uh, Scarecrow. What? Scarecrow. Scarecrow. Yeah. Sorry. That's the guy. I thought it correctly. I said it wrong. Yes. Scarecrow. Uh, so okay, I can sort of see that. Dave has Aquelian also, and he has cast Kevin Bacon. <laughs> As Quellian? I can Which see that. I, can I can't. See he has a sister who is Spook's age. Kevin well, Bacon is an old Kevin man. Bacon. Get Pick a... Footloose era Kevin Bacon. Doesn't have to yeah. be... Yeah, we, we, said, we said time travel was possible. Okay, or but maybe Tremors Ke- Kevin Bacon. That's Kevin Bacon right. has looked like he's about that age for about 40 years. Yeah. I, no, Tremors era Kevin Bacon. I'm with it. Yeah. I don't know exactly what age he's looked like, but he has maintained the exact same appearance age-wise for about 40 years now. I wish you didn't save me for last, because I don't like my pick for Quellian very much. All right. Uh, who do you have? I have a couple... Uh, I did Simon Pegg or uh, the guy who does Foggy in Daredevil, Eldon Henson. So I don't really. I, like I could pick. see Eldon Henson doing lots of things. Yeah, I He's, think that's a better one than Simon Pegg. I've enjoyed him in all the things I've seen him in, including like, the I Mighty just, Ducks. I, I sort of wanted someone who doesn't command a lot of presence because I feel like Quillian doesn't really like. He's not like there and super charismatic. He's sort of like. I would say almost lucked into the position, so I didn't want to pick someone that exuded a lot of charisma. Oh my god, he was in the Mighty Ducks. Yeah. Yeah. And an episode of Psych, like one of my favorite episodes of Psych, actually. So, alright, next up, I have Beldra. And playing Beldra, I have China and McLean. Who we might know from. Working on it, hang on. You should have all these names pulled up. I should, but I don't. She's a singer? See, when, actor. What, after I edit all of this, it's going to look great. Sure. Uh, okay, so she work. was in Black Lightning, uh, and outside of that, she's done like quite a bit of Disney stuff. So, if you enjoy watching Disney tween crap, like I don't, then you definitely know who this is. Uh, otherwise, if you're into, like, superhero TV shows, Black Lightning, I've heard, is wonderful. I haven't gotten a chance to watch it yet. But she was about the right age and appearance that I was going for. So that's why I picked her. Okay. Uh, I, so. I have another couple of people that I'm not too sold on. Uh, for appearance-wise, I went, again, with Daredevil. Deborah Ann Wall, who does Karen. So Deborah yeah. Ann Wool. Yeah, is that did I say that wrong? 
You said Deborah, which isn't Deborah. anyone's name. I said Deborah. No. Yeah. No, Can't you did it. not. Can't prove it. Well, whatever, her. Um, like for the look. Uh, and I also more, I guess, with the personality, and I'm gonna butcher this name, Olga Kurilenko. Not, and not who really is that? the look. She, okay, she was in Oblivion. She was the main girl in Oblivion. Apparently, she was in Quantum of Solace, uh, and some other movies. Huh. If you haven't seen Oblivion, I can't help you, because that's what I know her from. I have seen Oblivion and Quantum of Solace, but I hated Quantum of Solace. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah. I guess she looks vaguely familiar. <laughs> but she's also Sorry. 40. I, I, okay. Dude, time machine, get in on it. Uh, I picked Rosa Salazar from Alita Battle Angel. I have no idea. It it's a recent movie. I'm aware of the movie. I have not seen What's it. What's her yet. name? Salazar? Yeah, Rosa Salazar. Wow. She is two years younger than me and looks 20 years younger than me. Yeah, she looks like early 20. Perfect. Well, I'm sold. Congrats on winning the genetic lottery, Rosa. Yeah, good job, good. you. Who did Dave pick? That's an excellent question that I can answer. Uh, he picked Anna Kendrick. Okay. I don't think she really has the... She, she's she's too feisty. Belgia doesn't really strike me as feisty. Alright, I have one more that I can do outside of spoiler time, which is Dern. Dern, you may remember, is uh, Spook's informant friend... Who likes to drum? Uh, yep. I have him. Now, is this the one that Dave said was Jeff Bridges? That's my guess. <laughs> oh, oh, we were supposed to do that too, weren't we? Yeah. Um, okay, let's do that think. real quick. Um, is who do you think uh, that that Dave has cast as Jeff Bridges? Well, we know it's not Ruin, and we know it's not Quellian, so. Gonna I'm, have to be. I'm going with Dern. Uh, I sort of could be Yeoman. Could be. Could be human. I'm gonna pick human. Hey, it's actually Dern. He he has Jeff Bridges as Dern. <laughs> Good job, me. <laughs> uh, I have Neil Pert, the drummer from Rush, as Dern. Is Dern like? Is he described as old? Uh, he's not really physically described all that much, but he is a drummer. Dern is said to be quite ugly by Spook. Spook's a teenager. Nobody cares what he thinks. Okay. Yep. Teenagers are wrong. Uh, for Dern, I chose Jared Harris, who some of you may have recently seen in HBO's Chernobyl. I also just this past month started watching The Expanse on Amazon Prime, and he plays one of the characters in The Expanse. So, Jared Harris, look him up. Watch that. All right, so that's the end of my list. Um, Dave has a few extras, okay, if we so want to go I. into those. I also have a few extras. Yep. All right. Uh, Tori, do you want to do yours, or do you want me to do Dave's? Let's go off of Dave's. Okay. So the ones that Dave has that I don't, uh, for Yobin, who he has renamed to Yodin, uh, he has Mark Hamill. Okay. Mark Hamill, that was the name I was trying to think of earlier. For what? How do you forget Mark Hamill? I'm in under pressure, and I drew a blank. It happens. Uh, I do have a cast for Yeoman, and I went with my time machine, younger Christopher Lee. Okay. That's it. Um, that's that's all I get. <laughs> I I like a young Christopher Lee. That yeah. Um, I Christopher Lee with... could. Sorry, go ahead, Tori. No, what could Christopher Lee do? I'm, I'm curious. He could, he could play the shark in Jaws. He could do basically everything. He could do yes. everything. But I th I think he he would be a good human because I wanted someone like like very like classy, gentlemanly, and and uh, almost rigid, and and that's why I'm like. I think Christopher Lee could totally do it, like, really well. I mean, he could do a lot of things really well, but you know what I'm saying. 
Yep. All right, Tori, uh, who do you have? <laughs> I have Luke. What? One more All time. I heard was Luke. Luke Evans. Yeah, right. I can get down with that. Age him up a bit. No, Luke Evans is plenty old already. He just doesn't look it. He's like my age. Well, our age, I should say. Yeoman is like an old man, I thought. Is he not? I didn't think so. I thought. I mean, he's older than Ellen, but Ellen's like 20-something, so. Right. Well, yeah, that's fair. I just... He was youthful-looking, round-faced, serious eyes. Okay. He's 40, and I feel like he could pull off anything from, like, 25 to 60. All right. That's fair. I aged him a little older. That was just the way I always pictured Yeoman. So long as your 25 to 60-year-old is an extremely handsome man. Sure. Uh, All right. Uh, Next up, Dave has Demu as portrayed by Keanu Reeves. Wow. Demo as Keanu. I don't like that pick at all. Yeah. If you're going to have Keanu, you need him you need him in a bigger role, A. Much B, bigger role. Demu is not that old. He's what, maybe 30 by the end of this? Demo is young. Yeah, he's I think he's in his 20s actually. Like, his youth, uh, compared to his rank, is noted on a lot. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Keanu looks younger than he is. He at least has that bit, but we we need someone who, like, never ages. Who, who's the... There's an actor who always looks at, like, 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 well, no, I don't want Leonardo DiCaprio to mow either. I don't know. We uh, don't need so- someone who never ages. We just need someone younger. I picked Richard Madden, who played Rob on Game of Thrones. Yeah, that um, could work. The time period that he was playing Rob on Game of Thrones. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he could probably still pull it off now. I don't know what he looks like these days, but yeah, probably. Remarkably similar. Yeah, I'm good with that choice. I like Uh, it. All right. uh, Next up, Dave has Slow Swift as Woody Harrelson. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> really? I I totally did not have a slow swift. I like Woody Harrelson for it. Yeah, I'm yeah. not I'm not That's at all upset really by this pick. I think it's a pretty good one. That's a good one, Dave. Alright. Uh next up we have Con Parr, uh as portrayed by Patrick Stewart. You know, I, I was thinking I wanted to cast Patrick Stewart as someone, but I did not pick him for Compar. Uh, I, I don't I, know. A little bit, I could see it. Did Did you cast them, Tori? Conpar? Yeah, I have a Conpar. Uh, mine okay. is Andrew Scott. Uh, I don't know who that is. He's Moriarty on Sherlock. I know okay. who that is. Okay. Uh, I picked the voice actor of Jafar from the the first Aladdin. Not from the not from the old Aladdin, not the new one. Does this person have a name? I didn't write it down. Hold on. I just because I, I didn't think the name would be recognized because I, I looked him up to see what else he did. Um, Far was played by Jonathan Freeman. Does How a did a Google work. search put me into mobile IMDb? Oh, dear. He, he, he did Aladdin a lot. Um. I mean, it's Jafar. I, yeah, it I looks like he has made Jafar. a whole career out of voicing Jafar. Yeah, exactly. So and like, some other Jafar stuff. Jafar's my pick. But yeah, Jafar. I also put maybe Benedict Cumberbatch could also do Compar if we don't cast Oh my anymore. gosh, really? <laughs> okay, look, you look. are now banned from ever saying no. his name again. No, no, it's happening. Let it happen. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Fel Knight brings up a good point in the the thing picturing Yeoman as fifty five. That's roughly what I was picturing him as. Um. All right. Next up, we have May Lin. Uh, Is I, that how he spelled? Yeah, I think he's. I think he meant Milan. Yeah. Uh, as Joan Rivers, who uh, I would like to note did pass away in twenty fourteen. 
No. Disagree. Uh, I also had a Milan. Mine is um, Jamie Alexander, who I'm sure has been in other stuff, but I recognize her as Lady Sif from the Thor movies. Oh, okay. Yeah, right. Yeah. Get down with that. I I didn't know who to cast for Elon. I did. I put Christina Hendricks, but eh, not happy with that choice. I I actually like yours better, Tori. Yeah, I didn't have any particular character picked out for her, but if we're going to cast any other assorted Chandra, I feel like Tilda Swinton needs to be in there somewhere. Oh, yes. Dude, let's put her as Compar. Why don't we just have Tilda Swinton oh, yes. play all of the Chandra? Yes. yes. E- except for Tensoon. And or Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I could absolutely get down with that. Just an entire... A, a a homeland full of Tilda's Tilda's Swinton, and one Benedict Cumberbatch. No, <laughs> you're fired. <laughs> you didn't hire me for casting. This is what you get. I mean, this is a a free podcast, so we didn't technically hire you at all. Does that mean I'm hired again? Yes. All right. Uh, does anyone else have anything else casting wise? Yes, I have human. Yeah, uh, Ooh, Adele, okay. and and I have a Norden. Ooh, oh, yeah. Why didn't I cast? I'm excited Norden? about all oh three God. of those. I forgot to write his name down. Dang it! Go on. Okay, so for human, the Coloss, uh, I. Wanted to pick the biggest person I could imagine, so I went with something-something um, Bjornsson. I'm sorry, I can't pronounce his first name. Uh, who played the mountain on Game of Thrones. Oh, okay. Is it just Big that you miss Game of Thrones with an now? Icelandic name. <laughs> Basically. I mean, no, it's just that that's all I've watched lately. Yeah. Uh, I actually put down Andre the Giant, but I think he's a little too big. Because human's not that big. So maybe we could do like Batista or something. I think I already picked Batista for something else. No, let me. This is my. Oh, yes. Yeah, fine for you. Go ahead. I have not casted Batista yet. There you go. Uh, to answer Fell Knight in our, in our Discord, human is, I don't believe, 10 foot. I thought he was one of the smaller Chandra. Yeah, I, uh, I got Colos. the Coloss. yes. Sorry. Yeah, like. Like eight foot? Uh, let me see if I Not can. Not even it up that, I don't think. See if they describe him. I don't know. Let, let's keep going. I'll see if they point out his size. I don't think they do, though. Okay, so uh, next we have Norden, uh, the former obligator who now works for uh, Ellenden Company and wears glasses to make his tattooed eyes look less intimidating. Um, I'm casting Tim Blake Nelson, who some of you may remember from uh, Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? He plays oh, yeah. Delmar. That is yeah. a perfect casting. Um, shoot, what's his name? Hold on. Tim I Blake Nelson. Cast- his, his name is Tim Blake Nelson. No. Hold on, I have a different choice just so we can get variety in here. I have to look up his name, though, because I can't remember. Who the heck is he? Who's the guy? Mark Strong. Uh, maybe not. He's Merlin in the Kingsman movies. Yeah, I know, I know who, I know Mark, who Mark, Strong Mark Strong is. is. Okay. Well, you know, just... Mm, yeah, maybe. Not as nerdy as my pick. No, not at all. I Here's like Tim Blake Nelson more. Yeah, I'm sure you do. You, you sure you don't want to go with Benedict Cumberbatch on this one, buddy? No. No, this is the wrong role for him. Uh, Are there any wrong roles for Benedict Cumberbatch? (laughs) Are there? Motion motion capture for a dragon. Nope. He also played Satan on Good Omens. Really? I need to watch that, though. Yeah, everybody needs to watch that. Uh, The wife and I are working on getting Amazon Prime. Maybe next time she gets paid. Alright, and I think you had one more. Yes, I did. I had well, I actually have two more, but I assume the other one is what Mike was saving for Spoiler Town. Uh, I would so assume the same. Let's go with Goradel. Yeah. So Goradel, 
and okay, get on to me for another Game of Thrones person. But Gorodel, you might recall, is the soldier who was working for the Lord Ruler and switched sides in the first book, and he's still around in the third book. So I am casting Andrew McClay, who Reddit will recognize as the extra Stark soldier who people picked out in like a dozen different episodes, and he survived until the last episode. Just a random extra that people picked out of the crowd and they decided he was the extra who was promised. And uh, <laughs> so here's your speaking part, Andrew. Good luck with it. So Holy he, crap. He, he's an extra in 10 episodes. And he, yeah. got, a, he got a speaking role. Yeah. Well, at the time that uh, the last season was airing, I was all the time on the, the various Game of Thrones subreddits, um, particularly Free Folk. I like that one. It's got all the memes and somebody realized he was in multiple episodes. They just, they recognized his face in the crowd uh, from several different points in the show. And they were like, this guy, this extra, this, this is some amazing immortal Stark soldier. He was with this character in this battle and this character in this battle. And, and then after the show was over uh, and HBO made that documentary about the making of the last season, uh, he was one of the people that they interviewed in the, in the documentary. And so um, I just thought it was fun, a fun pick for Gorodel, the soldier who is still alive in the third book. So it says that he's uncredited in all his roles on Game of Thrones. Right. But it does list the TV movie documentary. He's also listed there. But good job, Andrew McClay. You've become known. All right. So does anyone have anything else that isn't spoilery? Well, we'll hopefully get Dave next week. Okay, yes, spoiler come back time. to us, Dave. Spoilers right, so we'll begin kick, now. We kick Dave off. This concludes the spoiler-free section of our podcast. If you are, as I am, reading along for the first time, we recommend that you stop listening now, as the following will contain spoilers for not only this book, but for other Cosmere books as well. There may also be general spoilers from any other source material. Spoilers begin now. All right, uh, so my pick... My casting, that is spoilery, uh, preservation. is preservation. And for preservation, I have Jeremy Irons. Okay, yeah. Yeah, he'd be good at it. I think I'd like him as Ruin more. He, he, he has a bit of menace to him. I mean, he does, but I, I, I feel like he brings some, some gravitas that... Uh, like, I want preservation to be like Santa. So I want someone who could play a good Santa. Except not super chubby. I, I I never would have likened preservation to Santa like at all. So I I didn't cast preservation because I think I will just wait till Secret History because we actually get to really interact and see him then. So I just well, decided. yeah, and I, I was thinking a lot of his scenes in Secret History when I cast him for. So what this. did you cast them at? Uh, so I like uh, Rami Malek, or Rami Malek, um, after watching him play Freddie Mercury in Bohemian Rhapsody. Um, I can get down with him, you know, acting out the death throes of a doomed god. He plays... Oh, I saw him in something else. He was in Mr. Robot. He's in Museum. He's the... <laughs> yeah, he's, he's the, that Egyptian guy. <laughs> yeah, he's the Egyptian guy. So, Craig, did you have a preservation... No, I decided not to cast them yet. Okay. Uh, Tori, did you have any other spoilery? Larry Crown, that's what I remember him more recently from. Uh, nope, I didn't have anybody else. That's my whole cast list. Cool. Uh, Alright, then I think we need to check in with Kelsier. Because he did some stuff that actually has relevance to these chapters. Oh yeah? Uh, what Yes. In attempting to communicate to Vin that no one with a uh, spike can be trusted, uh, he inadvertently started the brawl that got Demu punched in the nose. Hmm, that was him, huh? Yeah, uh, he talked to a just crazy enough soldier in the army and was like, Hey, right. no one with a spike is to be trusted. Pass that message along, please. And 
the dude woke up and was like, oh, none of you are to be trusted. Lord Kelsier <laughs> only believes in me. <laughs> Which started a fight, and that fight ended with Demu getting punched, and I don't know if it was the same guy who got hanged that actually, or if like it was the same guy that started it all that ended up getting hanged or not. Right, it's unclear about that. But yeah, Kelsier totally got Demu punched. Thanks, Kelsier. I mean, to be fair, this is actually very important for the Mist Fallen to be sent to Luthadel. Uh, if you recall, uh, I think the Mist Fallen are all ATM Mistings because they yes. were unconscious the longest, and the length of time typically corresponds to what Misting they were. Uh, with since it's it's a god, um, sixteen metal. days, sixteen days, right? Corresponding to ATM. Um, so them going to Luthadel is really good because that's near the pits slash where the Chandra homeland is. It's somewhere in that area. Um, yep, that's so, a big setup for the whole ending of the book. So they need to be there. And Kelsier does somehow set off the right thing. So good job, Kelsier. Well done. You ha are an agent of preservation sometimes. Kelsier started a big fight, caused a bunch of collateral damage, ended up getting at least one person killed, and accidentally helped. I mean, that's that's Kelsier, like, in general. Like, that's, like that's, that's the plot of book one right there. <laughs> I mean, more or less, yeah. Alright, uh, that's basically all I had. Spoilery, you know does anyone Kelsier else have anything? Almost, it could be, um, Balthier from Final Fantasy XII. He's the leading man. He is the leading man. Yeah. Uh, there was something else I wanted to talk about. This chat. Let me shoot. I closed the the summary. Hold on. Let me give me one second. Except Balthier doesn't die at the end. Spoiler alert. Neither does Kelsier. We're good. Kelsier doesn't die. He's a survivor. Well, um, he doesn't move on. No. Uh, so I have been, of course, reading more of Error Two. Nothing nothing major to report that I can think of in relation to the stuff that we're reading. Uh, in this case, though, we did get a little bit more confirmation in the epigraphs about Vin being spiked. So I think I think at least Dave has gotten confirmation that his earring theory, aside from the fact that it was not spiked from Lord Roller, um, it's mostly correct. So... Good job, Dave, for, for finding that out, for noticing the spike. And we will get, of course, even more confirmation uh, that that's the case later on when Spook actually pulls out the spike that's in him. So, yeah, and shout out to Dave now, for figuring this out forever ago. But now we know Ruin is looking for his body. It doesn't make sense for Dave yet because we, we don't know that ATM is his body at this point in time. But he should get that soon. Uh, information soon. Um, Alright, Tori, do you have anything? Or should we just end it? Uh, well, we've been at this for about an hour, so I, I think we're good to end it. Okay. Sounds good. Um, oh, any updates to the diagram, or do you want to just save that for the end of the end of the book? Oh, I'm saving it for the end of the book. Alright. Uh, so next week is chapter I have this information available. 50 to 54. It's funny that we're chapter-wise, there's 82 chapters plus an epilogue, and yet we don't have that many episodes left in this book. Uh, we have about 8 left. Right. Which is about 2 months. I mean, really. Yeah, it's, it's, it's getting there. But we've got big plans for the end of the trilogy wrap-up. It's going to be amazing. Yes, what Tori said. Yeah. So, all right. Um, bye, everybody. Bye. Good night, Internet. This has been the Cosmere Deep Dive Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at, at CosmereCast or like us on Facebook. Our theme music is Traveling Made Up Continents by Gillicuddy, used with permission. Hear more from him at the Free Music Archive. Thanks for listening.
This has been the Cosmere Deep Dive Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at, at CosmereCast or like us on Facebook. Our theme music is Traveling Made Up Continents by Gillicuddy, used with permission. Hear more from him at the Free Music Archive. Thanks for listening. Thank you.